Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, in this episode, I have a conversation with Kimberly Rikes, who has the website iowamamabears.com, and she comes from Ankeny, Iowa, and she has gone after their school district for their school district's abuse of her child, which led to staph infection on her child's face as a result of the mask wearing. And uh, she describes that entire process, which is absolutely awful. But uh, she's also gone after them recently, too, regarding this drag queen dance-off thing that they apparently had at their local high school regarding a gay-straight alliance group or club that exists within the high school. And there was an after-school party uh, or an after-school meeting of this club where they led at least two drag queens into the back of the building and then performed on stage wearing next-to-no clothes. And then, of course, the typical public outrage that would come as a result of that, and it did. And then, of course, the typical administrative response where they passed the buck and basically said that we had no idea that such a thing would happen and it's not our fault and it's currently being investigated. She describes, again, a number of the different works that she has engaged in both locally and then touring around and telling other people about her story. And that's our discussion. I give her some pointers and some tips on other things to do and some other avenues to approach when it comes to going after the certifications of these certificate holders. In particular, again, school board members uh, regarding ethics violations and administrative and teacher certification investigations that can take place at the state level through the departments of education and how, again, average citizens can do this. And if they think that laws are being broken, of course, contacting the police and then at the exact same time going after their certifications so that uh, they end up hopefully being investigated and then maybe sanctions are placed on their certifications and they are no longer allowed to either teach or administrate. So we discuss a variety of things. I also, of course, suggest homeschooling. As you know, I'm a homeschool advocate because, as you've heard me say a million times on this show, and I'll continue to beat this dead horse, that American K-12 schools will cease to exist in the near future. And the same thing will happen, I believe, with colleges and universities also for all of the reasons that I consistently highlight. So here is our conversation. Give it a listen. Pass it around where you can. And I'll catch you next week. Take care. So my name is Kimberly Rice, and my daughter back in August of 2020, when the schools went back to school, they forced masks on all our kids. Um, most kids did physically okay. A lot of them emotionally not so well. My daughter suffered a staph infection on her face four times due to this mask. And because of this, we ended up having to get a medical exemption for her not to wear the mask at school anymore. She ended up with um, five different medications, two oral, three topical, none of which we can get her um, rash to clear up. It started as a rash, then turned to infantigo, then turned to staph infection. So the doctor said, we need to get a medical exemption to get this off your face. So they gave us a medical exemption on December 7th of 2020, and we turned it into the school. The school then said the best thing they can do to accommodate her is to segregate her. So they literally put my daughter on one side of the room 
and put the rest of the class on the other side of the room. She was forced to sit by herself. She was forced to eat lunch by herself, play at recess by herself, and she couldn't even, like, interact with anybody all day. So we started um, going back and forth with the school, trying to figure out different options that we could do. Um, They offered online. She tried that. She didn't succeed in that. She ended up failing kindergarten because the school was more worried about her um, mask being off her face than teaching her her ABCs and one, two, threes. So we continued to fight with the school um, to no avail. Um, On March 22nd, I decided, you know what, I'm going to start protesting. I started protesting in front of our school board every single meeting they had. Um, then I, the very next day after I protested for the first time, the school decided that they were going to retaliate against me using my daughter as their political pawn. They took my daughter out of her classroom, put her in the principal's office. And all the while she was in the principal's office, she had to eat lunch in there. All the while they're in her classroom, pushing her desk further to the corner and putting plexiglass around it. Olivia came home that day crying and upset that she couldn't, she had it was forced to sit behind this thing. That's what she called it. She's like, I was sitting behind this thing. It's this big. And she was holding up her hands and she's like, I can see out of it, but nobody can come near me and I can't, and I can't go out. And I knew what happened. So I called Miss Ryan at Northeast Elementary here in Ankeny and I asked her, I'm like, Miss Ryan, why did you put my child behind plexiglass? And she's like, well, this is what is protocol. We thought you knew that was going to happen if Olivia didn't wear her mask or her face shield. And I'm like, she has a religious exemption not to wear either one. So why are you doing this? She's like, that's just protocol. I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. I said, okay, fine. Can I come in and see where you're setting her desk in correlation to her class? And she's like, no, you can't come in because of COVID. And I was like, okay, um, can you send me another picture like you did before? And she's like, well, we're kind of hesitant to send you that because um, the last one we sent you, you put on social media. And I said, and that's exactly where this is going to go to because what you're doing to our children behind our backs is wrong. Needless to say, that conversation ended up with her hanging up on me. And I called um, one of our state reps and... His name was Jake Chapman. He he called the Board of Education, and within 48 hours, I was at that school seeing where my daughter was um, placed. Um, I got a call from Miss Ryan saying, you have from 4 to 4.15 to come in to see where your daughter is sitting. You cannot wear a mask, or, or you have to wear a mask, and you can't take pictures. And I said, that's fine. So I just had this feeling that something wasn't going to be right, so I brought Olivia with me. And I went in there, and I secretly voice recorded everything that was being said. And when we went in there, the desk was moved back to where it originally was. The plexiglass was taken down. And I looked at Miss Ryan. I said, why is it taken down? Why is nothing, Why is everything put back to normal? And she's like, well, we only did it for that one day. And I'm like, what do you mean you only did it for the one day? She's like, well, we only did it for that one day because we thought Olivia was protesting. They thought my six-year-old little girl was protesting. Therefore, they punished her by putting her behind plexiglass. 
they not only did that, but they also would tell Olivia that because she couldn't wear the same mask as everybody else, that she was going to come home and get, or she was going to get COVID, come home and kill mom and dad. And so this started having an effect on Olivia. And I said enough was enough. I found an attorney that took my case and I am currently suing the Ankeny School District for what they did to my child. Our first court date hearing is in February of 2023. And I continued to fight. I was not done. I was like, you know what? I filed the lawsuit. I want to get these masks off our kids. So I teamed up with some other Iowans here in Iowa. And we all went to the governor. We went to the Capitol, had a sit-in. And we ended up getting a law passed that banned masks, K-12, throughout the state. So no school can mandate masks on our kids ever again. Bravo. Thank you. And I got the recognition of General Michael Flynn. He gave us um, an American, American, our Fearless Fighter for American Values Award of June of last year, right after we got the um, law passed. So I now tour with the Clay Clark Reawaken Tour, um, speaking out about how local action definitely has national impact. I'm a stay-at-home mom of seven. I not only got help get the law passed, but then we got six seats overturned in our county, turning our county from blue to red. We got one city mayor, two city councils, three school board members, and we kept our our state rep seats as red as well. So we are continuing to fight. I also went to the school and got the book Gender Queer taken out of our schools. And this is one of those books that are controversial on people saying we shouldn't ban and I say we should ban. So I'm working to get pornographic books taken out. And I'm also just got done exposing the Ankeny School District um, of May of this year, May 24th. They hosted a drag queen show in our school where they hired a 21 year old male exotic dancer to come perform for children as young as 12. And I said, enough is enough. I exposed them and I am now working with the state reps once again to get another law passed that will ban any minor under the age of 18 from attending any drag queen shows or drag queens entering any kind of school or public places where children will be present. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. That's fantastic. So it's, it's safe to say then, isn't it, that regardless of the color of the state and where it's located, that you can find essentially criminality anywhere in particular within these school systems yes what's your what's the what's the uh what's the makeup of your school board there it was we were outnumbered um i think it was when we before we got it overturned it was five to two now it's now it's uh because it was five liberals to two conservatives now we've flipped it the other way so it's five conservative to two liberals and actually i think there's only one liberal now um because another one just recently resigned what's the story with the superintendent uh mr eric Pruitt is a man who specializes in dei from chicago and he's ankeny's first black superintendent 
Have they fired him yet? Nope. They have not. We asked for his for him to resign, and he has not done it. You know, the school board can fire him anytime they want. They have not. They might they they might want to do that. They might want to buy they him out might. of they might want to buy him out of his contract and and kick him to the curb. Yeah, um, that's what we're suggesting because like when I went up to the school board after they after I exposed that they had this drag queen show behind everybody's back. Um, it was after school hours and the G GSA program is a school program approved, but the um, the the setting that they said, they, they, the show that they had was not approved. According to the school, it's under investigation. That happened on May 24th. It is now almost a month later, and we still have not yet heard from our school board member or superintendent about how they got into our school, who let them in, and how they're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Because if a 21-year-old male can enter that school without the school board people knowing or anybody in the county, how are they going to keep our kids safe? And that's questions I've been asking the board that they refuse to answer me on. Because I can't even get into the school to go eat lunch with my child without a full background check. But a 21-year-old guy dressed in knee-high boots with a thong on can just walk into our children's school. That's unacceptable for me. And the school board is telling you that they had no idea that that was the case? Yes. They're lying to you. Yes, they are. And we know that they're lying because, for one, somebody had to let them into the school. Number two, they had it, they used the stage. So that means they used the lighting. They had sound system going. Somebody approved that show to be done, and they will not tell us who it was. And the administrator of that building should be fired. Yes. They should. Have you done an open records request? No. Do that for their emails. Oh. Make an open records request. Send the e use. It's a, it's built on an email. If you're afraid that they won't answer you in a timely fashion, you can make an anonymous account online, like on Proton Mail. You okay. can send. You can fake a name. You can you can say that uh, you look up uh, the necessary verbiage for the state of for the state of Iowa. On their on their codes and, and government website, but it will tell you that you have the right to open records, and that they have to get back to you in a timely fashion. And if not, then you have the ability to contact the state's attorney general and then get them involved. And then X Y Z. What ends up happening is, is that they will. Well, what you'll want to do is, is you'll want to request within this brief email that you want the emails of all of the board members including the superintendent typically what you'll want to do is is you want to narrow the search basically the time frame in which you want these emails so you want the, you want all of their emails from you know this day on this month to this day on this month but then you have to tell them what keywords to look for within the email okay so it's possible you might want to use the keywords drag queen uh, sure. Whatever, you know, if it was a particular organization or a specific individual or whatever it may be, um, it's also possible because, again, you have to keep in mind that these school board members know this. They know that people will make open records or requests, and they have strategies to basically 
hide their nefarious action with the words that they use in their own emails back and forth. So, uh. in, so instead of saying drag queen, for example, they may use initials. Or they, yeah. that way your search may end up, uh, you know, the search that you request may end up pulling up nothing. And, and then they'll get back to you and they'll say, sorry, your, your, you know, your, your request pulled up nothing. We have, we have no records of anything that you're asking for, which of course they'll be lying, but yes. that's, that's the way it goes. That would be my recommendation. So how can I get around that? If they, can I, then I just prove that they were lying and say you didn't know anything because like I know exactly who the people are who put it on I mean I can ask for their specific names perfect and then, then that's the keyword those are the keywords that you want them to search for because what will happen is is the treasurer's office will or the district office certainly uh, will go into the email database and in the search bar of all of the district's emails, they type in those words, and then they ha they end up basically printing off every single email that has those keywords in it. Okay. And then they'll, and they'll scan them, and then they'll put them all into a PDF document, and this is what you have to request. You request that they send them to you in, in PDFs. Request, send them in PDF. Let me write this down. So is it kind of like a FOIA? Correct. Okay. But look up open records request law in, in Iowa and just type that into a search bar on a search engine and uh, your state codes will pop up basically describing it to a T. So open records law in Iowa. Okay, and then I know when I asked for the FOIA before, like when they were doing this with my daughter, that they said it was going to, they were going to charge me like, almost $500 to print off everything. Yeah, that's typically what they do in particular if they want, if you request paper copies, but if it's electronic, then it doesn't cost you anything. Well, they charged my friend Emily um, $350 to get a um, her four-year request, and they put it on a flash drive. And there they said, go. well, we had it. You had to, we had to spend time finding this, and it took X amount of hours, and we had to pay this person to do it. And she paid it, but my attorney was like, that was dumb. But my attorney can ask for these things because it was in our lawsuit, and we didn't have to pay for it. But, like, she asked for it just as a, just as a concerned parent, and they made her pay for it. But either way, you, you'll want to bounce around on yourself and, and find out what that is. And like you said, your lawyer will be able to do that too. Um, and they may, you may even have them make the request. Uh, that would put that would put more pressure on them because they wouldn't. They would. The school district would know then that they they are not an anonymous individual. That this is in fact coming from uh, a lawyer on legal letterhead, and that they mean business. Right. And I wonder if my attorney would put that into our lawsuit that we already have going. Whatever you find in those emails is going to work to your advantage. Okay. And what can we do? Like, can we, if we find some stuff that they say that they knew that this was coming, that they was approved, then, like, what kind of legal action can we take against them then? Well, at that point, 
regarding the well that's two separate issues i think the law is one thing and and your lawyer would be able to handle that the thing that you would be able to do is you would be able to file formal complaints with the iowa department of education as a result of them breaching their own contracts by lying to the public and then of course potentially endangering children which is of course a crime also but you know, <laughs> it's funny. Where this, where, where they really step in it, and they have no idea they're stepping in it, is that there's the legal aspect, and then their certification qualifications. And the legal aspect is again where the lawyers go after them, but the certification is something that any average citizen can go after. Oh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> so you file, you end up getting on the uh, the Iowa Department of Education's website, and you look up, and again, even a basic search engine response should pull up these PDFs. At least this is the way it works in Ohio, okay. is, is that any citizen can file a formal complaint against any certificate holder in the field of education. Again, we're talking teachers, administrators, superintendents, you name it, because they all have administrative or teaching certification. If they okay. lose that certification, then they can't hold that position anymore. So okay. if you find, if you, if, so you, if I find that Pruitt lied and said they didn't have any knowledge that this was going to take place, then I can sue him individually for, well, if, if, if you, sure. And, and if you find in those emails after the request is made and they send the documents to you, which by the way, I want to mention this also, they'll sometimes play games with you when it comes to sending these emails back to you. So what they'll do is, is they'll say, well, we have to put them on a Google, a Google Dropbox, or we have to, you know, do this or do that because the PDFs are too big for us to send. Mm -hmm. Your response in your request, your initial request to them has to lay out the process as to how you want to receive these emails. So what you do is, is you tell them very specifically, I want you to send me one email at a time, the PDFs with the emails that I have requested, with the keywords that I've suggested, uh, and make sure that the PDFs are th the correct size in order to be sent to me appropriately. So what, what they'll do is, is they'll basically try to put it all into one giant PDF and then they'll tell you it's too big to send you. Does that make sense? Yep. So then tell them to send it one at a time in a format that I can receive. Exactly. Yeah. In a format that their email will allow it to be sent to you. Okay. Awesome. Because I would love, I would love to get this all like written up and sent into them. And, like, I don't know if they'll answer me per se because I already have a lawsuit going, so they're very hesitant to talk to me. Um, well, like I said, if your lawyer if your lawyer does it, what they'll probably do is is they'll receive they'll do one of two things. They'll either receive the letter from your lawyer making this formal open records request, and they themselves will just do it, or they'll take that letter and hand it to their district lawyer, and then their district lawyer won't have a choice. He'll have to say you have to do this. <laughs> and so, can they get in trouble like for hosting that drag queen show? Do you think? Cause I have pictures of the guy dressed pretty like provocatively. Of course, and then they, they can. also, and then I also have pictures of the students receiving money because another student was handing it to them as they were performing. Jesus. Yeah. 
it's a strip club then. They've turned their it school. Much is. They've turned their like, school into a strip club. If yeah, uh, without stripping, that's right. exactly what it looks like. Like, well, and that's exactly what I said to the court. I'm like, you just turned this in from a drag queen show that could have been like kids just dressing up, expressing themselves, to crossing the line when you brought the money and the guy in with a thong. So this was on school property. It was in the high school. Yeah, at the gym during the school day. Not during the school day. It was after school hours, so it was an after school program. But the program itself is approved by the school. That's that's bad news. Yeah. And so it's the GSA. The program's called GSA, and it was it's approved by the school, but run by the CDC. <laughs> the CDC. That's great. Yep. Um, GSA then has to be one of your keywords. Yes. So keywords. And make sure to separate your keywords with a comma. So you'll say in the letter, you'll say, I'm, I'm requesting the emails again from this specific date to this specific date that include the keywords. And then you write colon. And then you, your first keyword, comma, next keyword, comma, next keyword, comma. And don't make, okay. don't make too many keywords, but what you're, again, requesting is the emails of all of the board members, the superintendent. You may even want to do the HR director, certainly the building principal of that building, the assistants, the assistant principals of that building. It may turn up thousands of emails, but if it does, they still have to send you those emails. But can they charge me? Because that's what they'll do. No, they'll not me. if they're electronic copies being sent to you over email. That's typically not how it works. Not in the state of Ohio, anyway. If you want okay. a, if you want a hard copy in your hand, then yeah. I mean, where I live, it's like ten cents a copy. Right, right. And see, they're telling me that in order to look through this, they're going to have to hire an attorney to do it, and then it's going to cost the attorney a certain amount of money per hour, and then um, so you'll have to say. Then they'll say, "Oh, it's going to cost." $100 an hour, it's going to take them about three hours to cipher through this. So that's $300, then plus however many pages you want. That's what they did last time to us. I think they're giving you the runaround. Oh, yeah. And that right there should should potentially be a motivator to certainly get your lawyer to maybe contact the state attorney general. Because, again, again, this is just the way it is in Ohio. That's essentially what we put in open records request letters that we make. We basically say, if you don't give us what we have requested, and in a timely fashion based on the law, we're going to get the state attorney general involved. Okay. And that usually scares the shit out of them. Good, because they need to be scared of crap. Yeah. Because they literally have been sitting on this for over a month. Like, this was the end of the year drag queen show that they did. It happened on March twenty. I think it was March 23rd when it happened, but I uncovered it on March 24th. And they still say it's under investigation. They still say nothing to the public. We have demanded them to do a public apology and reassure us parents how they're going to make sure that our kids are safe in school, that people like this aren't just going to be able to walk in. So I might have to call you back once I get writing and pick your brain on how to exactly word everything. Because I want to make sure I get it right, and I'm going to call my attorney and see if he can help me, and if he can't, then I'll just pick your brain on how we can do this. Okay, so state the state code of the open record. Correct. 
okay. Okay. Well, so then I might. Yeah, you'll say based on uh, Iowa State Code, blah, 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 blah. It'll be numbers, subsection, whatever. Open records okay. requests are allowed to be made, and I'm making a formal open records request. And then you say, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm interested in having you email in PDF format in sizes that fit this email within this email to be sent, you know, emails from. And then you list their names, specific names of the board members, the superintendent, and the HR director, along with, again, building principles, assistant principles, regarding these keywords. Okay. And then your last sentence, and you can go back and listen to this, because this will be Friday's podcast episode, but... Um, Perfect. And then what you end up doing is, is, in the last sentence, you end up saying, if if the request is not made in a timely fashion... And it's usually within like 30 to 90 days, somewhere in there. Then, okay. um, then you indicate to them that you're you're prepared to uh, seek legal action against them, uh, and and get the state attorney general involved. Awesome! That's exactly what I need to do. And thank you so much. Sure. Definitely going to follow through because I'm done with the. If we don't hold them accountable, they're going to keep doing it. Nobody's going to be like responsible for what happens if we don't start holding their feet to the fire. I got you. Let me, let me point you in, in uh, another direction here too. Back in December and January, actually it was January of this year, I made a formal open records request with the local school district where I live. And I have a Substack. I don't know if you're familiar with Substack or not, but it's, yeah. um, it's, it's basically where people go to just write articles. And a, bu- and a bunch of people are on there. And so if you type into a search engine, my substack name, which is the American Classroom. Okay. If, you, if you type in the American Classroom substack, you'll see all the articles that I've written. And back in January, on January 19th, I wrote basically a four-part. I wrote four articles on these open records requests that I made and the emails that this school district ended up sending me. And uh, I break them all down. I take screenshots of what the emails said. I highlight and sort of analyze what it is that they were doing. And it all, again, had to do with mask wearing, the shot taking, you name it. Mm. So it's all there. Yeah, well, I, called, I know I go to American Classroom, but what was the... The articles specifically are titled, Lifting the COVID K-12 Veil. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just, I'll text it to you right now. How's that sound? Oh, okay. Because I would like to look all that up. Because like, this is what I'm gonna. This is what I live to do. Like, I want to protect our kids any way I can. And if I have to go after them legally, I'll go after them legally. There you go. I just texted it to you. Thank you. So that's part one. And then, of course, once you're on my page, you'll be able to see all the other different parts. But uh, uh, yeah, I break the whole thing down again. This is the kind of this is an example of the kinds of information that you're going to receive from an open records request, and uh, it's remarkably valuable. And wow. again, anybody that reads these emails between board members and 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 superintendents and uh, administrators, anybody in America who reads these, you're going to be disgusted with the way that they talk about parents and children, mm-hmm. and of course how brainwashed they all are. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine what they've said about me. Sure, um, I mean, you might even you might even want to do an, a separate open records request 
uh, involving your name. My attorney has done that already. There you go. So my attorney did that um, when we first filed for the lawsuit and everything. So he has all that on records. And some of the things they were saying was like, are you kidding me? I mean, they even got as far as calling DHS on me um, because they thought I was leaving my children home unattended when I went to the reawaken tours. Wow. And I work really close with the DHS because I'm a mandatory reporter. And so I knew the lady when she came to my house. And she told me without having to tell me that I was on the right track. So I said, I know you can't tell me who called or anything like that, but um, was it the school? And she's like, you're not wrong. She's on the right, you know, she said, you're on the right track. I said, okay. So I knew it was the school that did it. And I mean, the reason I knew it was them is because a crooked judge came in and put a temporary halt to our law last year and 11 there were 11 families across the state of Iowa that filed a lawsuit saying that it was discrimination for their children um, to be in school without other children being masked because they had disabilities and they weren't safe in school during this pandemic so a crooked judge came in and put a temporary halt to it and the day that Ankeny was trying to put masks back on kids, I ended up handing out religious exemptions to all the parents that came to the school board meeting the, the, week, the night before. We ended up getting 1,472 religious exemptions handed in for students to wear, not wear masks when they try to mandate it back on our kids. And so after I did that, the school was very upset. And <laughs> I was leaving for... Um, Colorado for the next reawaken tour and I had emailed the this was dumb on my part I had emailed the school nurse saying if you have any issues with my children and their masks today that they are not supposed to be wearing please contact my daughter if you cannot get a hold of me because I will be currently out of town the very next day the DHS lady was at my front door wow and so I knew, I knew that they called because they're trying to find anything and everything on me because they need something for the, against me on my lawsuit because they know what they did was wrong. And they know now that I have the recording of them saying, we put your child behind plexiglass because we thought she was protesting, which goes against her first amendment, right? So we are suing the Ankeny school district on the basis that they violated my daughter's first amendment right to freedom of speech. Is this the, I'm, I'm maybe I'm mishearing you. Is it Anthony? Ankeny. How do you spell A that? A-N-K-E-N-Y. Okay. And I can send you the documentations of my lawsuit that I have filed against them. Yeah, I'll take a look at them. Why not? So, That's interesting. And it just keeps, we just keep adding more and more stuff like the books i mean they have cut my new like when i've gone up to the school board they have walked out on me they have banned me from going to the school board meetings they have cut my feed when i'm speaking at the school board meetings after i said you can't ban me this is a public forum um they then said well you can't speak in person you have to speak over the phone because you ruined the quorum and all this so i have a list of things that I'm going after the Ankeny school for because of the, their own violations that they have done 
against their policies and everything else. And I'm like, you know, if I'm if they're doing this to me, how many other people are they doing it to? I mean, I uncovered a lawsuit that they had that they just settled in 2020 that they paid out nine hundred thousand dollars to a family because this girl's family um, that sued Ankeny School District, her daughter was getting bullied at school. The school did nothing. The bully ended up fracturing this child's skull and causing permanent brain damage. And they, the school had to pay 880000 and the family had to pay 20000 of it. And what's sickening is that this bully had to take this little class about bullying. And then the Ankeny JAG team gave the bully an award for speaking out about bullying. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They gave the child that smashed somebody's head into the wall, breaking her skull, an award for being an anti-bully now. Unbelievable. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. It's people like this that do this stuff all the time. And if we, the parents, don't start getting involved more, we're going to lose our kids. Yeah. They are like literally indoctrinating our children daily to and programming them to hate their parents, to hate anything that goes against their narrative. I mean, my son was told to do a, um, a book report on the book called Long Way Down. And it's a it's a book about this guy's life um, and how he how his brother was shot and killed by gang. So then he joined a gang and one of the rules, one of the pictures and everything in the book, there was three rules to join this gang. One rule is no, no crying. Next one is no snitching. And the third one is revenge. And underneath revenge, it says, if someone you loved gets killed, Find the person that killed them and killed them. And this is the book that my seventh grade son, he was eighth grade, I guess, eighth grade son, had to bring home and do a book report on. I told the school he wasn't doing the book report, nor were they getting the book back. There you go. Let, me, a, let me ask you a question. I mean, I assume you, you, you send your children to this district? Yes, I do. Have you considered homeschooling? I have. I have, and my oldest son, he's going into ninth grade this year. He does not want to be homeschooled. He does great in school. Um, he's a straight-A student. And then I have two younger ones. One's going into fifth grade, and Olivia will be going into second grade. And Olivia is the one I'm considering pulling just because of her mental state. Um, Bella kind of goes back and forth whether she wants to do it or not because she, she likes the idea of going to school and being around friends, but she also likes the idea of being homeschooled and not having to get up. Um, and it's not that I can't do it or that I won't do it, but I'm also still fighting for all the kids in school who don't have a choice to homeschool or don't have a choice to pull kids out. And so we're working with Governor Reynolds to get a law passed called School of Choice where it means that our taxpayer dollars that normally just goes to the public school that we're in the district of will follow our child 
to whatever school we choose, whether that's homeschool, private school, a charter school, whatever, and a percentage of it, I think it's 70% of our taxpayer money will then follow our child. And I'm trying to get that passed for other people to have the option of sending their child outside the school district because there's some low income families. Actually, there's the majority of them are low income families. I can't afford to pull their kids out. I mean, I'm a stay at home mom, so it's easy for me to do it. But the mom and dads that are the single parents even that have to work and live paycheck to paycheck can't afford to pull their kids in homeschool. I mean, I do have the privilege and I can do it where others can't. And so that's where I'm still fighting for them. I got you. Well, if the time ever comes, I would encourage you to check out abeka.com. Again, if you're, you know, one of the things I consistently say on my show here is that if a person can read and they can write, they can teach themselves. And unfortunately, this the K-12 school system indoctrinates people into believing that that's not true. That they need somebody in front of them telling them things and, you know, telling them what to write and how to think and what to read and X, Y, Z, when in fact, that's that's really not the way that it works that children have an innate ability to learn. And if given the chance, they'll do it on their own. Uh, If the information is, you know, if the information that they're looking at is organized, which I assume Abeka is, I haven't heard anything bad about it. Um, But of course, as you would expect, and this is the best part, is that it's free from all of the indoctrination. It's Christian based as well. And, uh, and it, and it doesn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying every single thing that's taught within it would be a hundred percent accurate because we know that right. that's not the case, but at the same time, it's certainly better than, uh, oh, the school system. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just, I just got the pictures of the drag queens you just sent. And again, this is something that people should be fired for. Yes, they should a hundred percent. Because if I were to walk into a school like that, I'd have been arrested for just even indecent exposure and possibly exposing minor children to pornography. It has absolutely no education purpose. That's right. And again, whether it's after school or not, these individuals are so brazen with their behavior. What they're telling you is that they're not even thinking about any potential public outrage or any potential lawsuits. They're just doing this because they think they can get away with it. Exactly. And that's what I said to the school board when I went up to them the second time, because once I realized that they cut my feed on the first one, because um, when anytime my name's put on the agenda at the Ankeny School Board, um, they always stack the board against me. There's a lady named Amber Gutherson. She's the Democrat chair here in Ankeny. And any time that my name shows up on the agenda, they call her to call all her little people in um, to come in and testify against whatever I'm speaking about. Because in the agenda, so there's two ways you can talk to the school. You can go in there. You can be put on the agenda. That way the school board can talk back to you. Or you can just walk in, write your name down on a piece of paper and hand it in. You'll still be able to, to address the school board. But the school board, since you are not on the agenda, cannot address you back. I wanted them to address me back. That's why I put my name on the agenda. Because I wanted them to answer the questions I had about why 
they allowed this in our school? Who allowed it? And all this. And they didn't answer me, of course. But there were three people on the agenda that day that were speaking against the drag queen show being put in our school. Then there was about 40 of them that were speaking for. So the first three of us went up and spoke. The news feed for the online um, YouTube channel they had mysteriously had technical difficulties during that time, but it started working right when the fourth person started talking and they were talking for the drag queen show being in our school. So I called the school out on it. I said, you cut the news feed on us purposely. And I make posters for everything. So I blew up the pictures that I sent you and I put them on an eight by 10. I blew up each one of them, eight by 10, put it on a big black poster board and held it up. And I said, this is what you're allowing into our schools. And you say you don't know how it got there. How do I know that my kids are safe going into school if you don't even know who's coming in? How do I know that that guy didn't have a gun? He could have had a gun on him and walked into our school, even though it was after hours, and shot up everybody in the audience, and they claimed that they didn't know that he was there. Sounds like a criminal mischief act to me. Yeah, conspiracy is a crime. Yeah. And if they're covering it up, and you can prove it with these open records requests and these emails, then you've got them right where you want them. Perfect. Perfect. I'll tell you what, what I'll do is, is I'll put these pictures out on Gab also. Uh, do me a favor, tell me the name again of the after-school program that that basically hires these drag queens. It was the GSA, Gay Straight Alliance. Gotcha. Or, or I think it's renamed to Gay Sexuality Alliance. Um, it kind of depends on your school. But if you go to the Ankeny um school websites and type in GSA, you'll find it in their curriculum. It's an after school. It's a, it's a non-curriculum approved um, group that they can have after hours. Like, so I don't know what else happened during that time. That was just one thing that I uncovered because the mom of the kid who ran it, his name was Carson Doss. His mom's Michelle. Um, she was on her social media bragging about how her son hosted this drag queen show. And then GSA is student, a student ran, but overlooked by a, by an adult, by a teacher or a principal. So it's, it's governed by the students, but overseen by an authority figure. So send you the little video clip of him dancing. Oh God. It's 20 seconds long, and you can see a little girl in the front row with piggy tail still in her hair. Oh, watching. no. Yep. Well, if you do, I'll just move it over to my Gab page, and people can bounce it around, and maybe we can even get some more eyes on it. You know, not not in a gross kind of way, but you, you know what no, I mean. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, and I have it all on my website, too, so if it's easier for you to pull it off there, it's my website is iowamamabears.com, and I um, scroll down to like the middle of the page. It has all the pictures and the video. Okay. Well, how's the support been? Let me ask you that. I mean, have you received a lot of support from a number of people? Have you received any pushback from individuals who are not employees of the school district? 
Um, I have gotten a couple insider um, teachers come up to me and said, Kim, I don't want to disclose my name right now, but I'm a teacher at the Ankeny Centennial High School, and I can tell you I was there, and they ushered in the exotic dancer to the back door. And they don't want to mention their name right now because they're afraid that um, other of what could happen to them, which I don't blame them because, I mean, if they came after me using my daughter, who knows what they're going to do to them. And they might, they said they might be willing to talk to my attorney and get a sworn affidavit under a Jane Doe name. And I said, that's fine. We can possibly do that. We'll look into that. But, yeah, I have gotten a lot of pushback from the LGBTQ community. A lot of people are saying that I'm a um, homophobe, that I, I don't like gays, and that I'm a conspiracy theorist, I'm all this thing. I mean, they sit there and say they're all about love and acceptance of everybody. But they only love and accept people who are like them. They don't love and accept people like me. And they have no problem. And I've asked them, hey, let's sit down and have a conversation so I can understand how you're feeling about things. Because a lot of them said, you don't know the history of drag. You don't know the history of this. And I'm like, well, when I looked up the history of drag, um, the history of drag was actually first done by a black man. And he was in slavery. And he actually ended up going to jail for 10 months because he ran a brothel. And then back in the early 1900s, the white men who were the, I would call them elites now, but they were the slave owners, would actually dress in drag, um, which meant that they would put on dresses and paint themselves black to mock the black people who were working for them. So when you look at the history, the true history of drag, it's actually quite racist. But they don't look at it that way. They look at it as, a, as the new times where it's now expressing who they are and, not, and being able to come out and being accepted. But like I said, they only accept people who follow their lead. Because when I asked them to meet with me, nobody would sit down with me and meet with me. Shocking. <laughs> Yep. Absolutely shocking that they wouldn't want to talk with you. Yeah. Yep. And just I'm willing, I hand out my phone number to everybody. I place my phone number out to the public all the time. So anybody who ever wants to call me, I say call 712-369-0939. Call me anytime, day or night. I would love to sit down and talk to you, especially if you're on the other side of what I think. Because I want to know, like, how the other side feels. I can tell you how I feel. I can tell you how my side people feel, but I can't tell you how the other side feels. And if we can just come to an agreement that, hey, let's talk to each other and at least get an understanding of where we're coming from, it can bridge that, that gap that's holding us all apart. Well, I appreciate your optimism. You're, you're, you're more optimistic than I am. I don't think that these people can be reasoned with. I don't think that, that uh, there's any having any conversation with them about anything whatsoever, let alone changing their minds. These are degenerate. These are degenerate organizations. These are degenerate people. They are manipulated by society and the system. And they themselves are products of the machine. They are products of American public schools, and this is what it can produce. 
and then they end up getting ushered in through the back door of another school building just to pass on what they think is correct, which is clearly right. not. Right. And I think if we can, and I believe solely in my heart that we can help these people if they would just be willing to sit down and talk with us. And the only reason I say that is because there's a guy by the name of Savoy here in Ankeny. He's a black guy. And he is 100% Democrat. He is for DEI. He is for CRT. And yet him and I are working together for our kids. His child was was, um, bullied in school. The school did nothing. They call on Savoy and his group because they're black when they need a black pushed agenda. And he has now realized that you know what, you're using me as your political pawn, and I'm not standing for it. And so I heard him speaking at a school board meeting once because when we were talking about DEI, bringing the DEI in, he was talking about for the DEI because his daughter was getting bullied and nothing was done. And the DEI would help his child because she's a minority. She's a black student. And so that's what the DEI is there for. And so when I heard him speaking out about this, I'm like, hey, I don't think DEI is the answer I think what we need to do is come together as a community because kids learn hate from their parents. And if we can get the parents together, then we can teach our kids to love one another without having hate in their heart because of their color or who they are. And so he's like, I'll give you a chance. So we all sat down and we all kind of duped it out, I guess. Um, Talked about how we feel about um, coming together, our political views, stuff like that. And we put a program, a mentoring program together for um, the Ankeny students because we don't have a YMCA here anymore. They took it out. So we went to the school board a couple of weeks before the drag queen show was approved by the school because we all know it was approved. And we, Savoy and I, asked for gym time said, can we have some gym time? We would like to bring in this mentoring group for older kids to mentor younger kids so that way we can bridge the gap. And they told us, no, we can't do it. Because Savoy and I should not be together. They didn't say it that way, but they said, no, we couldn't have the gym. But we know it's because the two of us are from two opposite sides, but we're working together. And they're like, how in the world did these two come together? And that's what gives me hope, because if people on the outside are looking at him and I like, how in the world can these two work together and get things done? I think it can be done. Well, again, I I applaud your <laughs> your your optimism on 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 all of that. Um, I have no doubt that the occasional mind can change. I would I would caution you too, just about one thing, and that's you know, be careful who you put your trust in. You know, I am. Just, just because some individuals come to you and they say, hey, look, we're on opposite, you know, opposite sides of particular issues, but we have this one thing in common. Mm-hmm. You know, these are uh, these are snakes. You know, yes, you, they need, are. you need to be careful because sometimes they'll take any story you tell them or any information you provide them and they'll use it against you. Yeah, they've done that. And I've, I've learned that you keep these people at an arm's length and, and you... I don't want to use the word use because I don't think that's a good word to use. Um, but in lame terms, that's what you do. You use them when 
when it's convenient for what you need and expose what you need. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what, tell people about your uh, the Truth Tour and any upcoming dates that you have and, and where you're going to be speaking next. So I will be speaking on the Truth Tour, and it's truthtour.net. And I will be actually leaving this Saturday to go to Las Vegas. They have a major event on the 24th of July. After that, I will be at the Reawaken Tour in August in Rochester, New York on um, August 12th through 13th. And after that, at the end of August, I will be on another tour with General Flynn um, down in Houston, Texas. And we, I believe that's called Border 911. I'm still getting the information about all that. And so, yeah, if you go to my website at iowamamabears.com, you can find all these locations that I will be at. And if you would like me to come to your school, please contact me either by phone or email, and I would happily come and talk to anybody who would like to hear from me and my story. That's fantastic. Let me ask you just a sort of a logistics question. Do these, do these tours compensate you? Some of them pay for like just my way there, but I don't ask for money. I just ask, Hey, if you can help me pay my way to wherever you want me to speak at, that's all I ask for. I'm not in it for money. I'm in it to help bring back America and free our kids. I'm, do not want to make a profit out of this. Um, like I said, I only ask for people to help me pay cover um, travel costs, and that's it. Very good. Very good. Well, that's incredible. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, if, if any updates you have, you're, you're welcome back here anytime. Um, and, and I wish you the best of luck. This has been fantastic. And, I, I mean, you're doing the Lord's work, and that's that's beyond evident. So, you know, God bless you for what you're doing, and, and again, like you said, thanks for standing up for the for the parents and the children who might not be awake yet and might not feel like they have a choice to get out yet. Thank you. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.